This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Welcome into The Drive with A.D. and Raph. Former Husker football national champion, speaker, and author, Aaron Davis. Nebraska will win the national championship. The Cornhuskers beat Miami. It is history, 13-0, and bring that trophy back to Lincoln. Former Arena Football League quarterback, former head coach of the Capital City Crush, and guru of Husker football history, Chris Rapp. 25 straight wins for the Cornhuskers. One of the most dominating stretches college football history we may have seen one of the best teams in the history of college football tonight brought to you by sand hills global on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket all right everybody it's friday we are live and this is the drive with ad and ralph ad brother we are officially ryan omert and andrew shanley days away from Nebraska football. I went deep with that one, didn't I? Little Cambridge, little St. Edwards, Nebraska. You know, I was like, who's he talking about again? Ryan Omer. <laughs> Ryan Omer and Andrew Shanley, baby. Number eight. You know, I, I tell you what, Nick and Ralph, I am um, I'm, I'm seriously like a little kid getting ready for Christmas right now, man. I cannot wait until Husker football. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things to where – You've heard all you've heard all of us talking hits. Yeah, you've read all the preseason magazines. You've you've heard the stats, the spring game, the practices. It's just time to play. It's just time to play football, and we're basically eight days out from it. We got some good people that are gonna be calling in today, talking about eight days, the mindset. We had Steve Taylor yesterday, but at this point, as a player, and only that, you're tired of hitting each other. Yeah, you know, it's like, man, I'm gonna see some, you know, some purple, any, you know, some purple and gray, whatever Northwestern's colors are. <laughs> Uh, you you already hit something else, and, uh, and like the opponent, because you're just tired of beating each other up, man. You're tired of that. But on a more important note, though, I had the most amazing sandwich this morning, man. Nick, I love food. Okay, I don't know if you understand. That's something this we can me. we can relate on. We can relate. <laughs> we, can bond. we can bond on that. I want to ask the listeners this: What is your favorite breakfast? Your go to go to restaurant? Your favorite go to restaurant in the morning? Your drive through for, for breakfast? For breakfast. What's your favorite? Uh, mine's got to be the the chicken burrito from Chick Fil A. Chicken burrito. You wouldn't think it's good, but they have this like jalapeno salsa that they put with it. Oh, and it's man. A, it's a perfect combination, dude. I can do that. I can do that. The chicken burrito from from Chick Fil A. I can do that. Raph, what about you? Do you even eat breakfast? I very seldom do eat breakfast, but every once in a while, I kind of like Burger King. I'll be. You know what? Burger King has went down. The crap hole. <laughs> the last well, ten well, years. I'm not saying I'm not going for quality. I'm going for quantity. <laughs> okay, okay, that's understandable. Then now here's that's the thing. I will do Burger King uh, in the morning. 
I haven't had a Whopper in probably 20 years. Yeah, like the original chicken sandwich used to be good, and yeah. the chicken fries used to be a big thing for them at Burger King, and now it's just... Here's another reason why I can't do Burger it. King, though. Because I used to work there when I was in high school. I can still wrap a sandwich up like I'm working at Burger King. Really? I'm serious, man. I used to work at Burger King, You still man. get an employee discount? I tell you what, they used to hook us up, though, man. Sometimes I'd be like, you know, a Whopper for you, a Whopper for me. I'd be eating sometimes when mm-hmm. I was in the back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I, I, uh, when, when, I was, when I was 14 through, uh, gosh, I would have been 17. For three years, I worked at Amigos. Oh, wow. And, and a lot of people, you know, you'll work at a fast food place and you will get tired of the food. Right. It was an opposite effect for me. I actually wanted more of the food. <laughs> and, and, like, granted, like, I know how it's made and everything. Like, I, I get that. But here's the thing. Amigos isn't cheap. If you're just no, a normal, if you're just a normal a normal person, amigos isn't cheap. No. So the fact that we were given eleven dollars free every single shift, was eleven like, dollars free. Yeah. So I was like, this is great. So I was mean, I was fifteen doing I was fifteen years old being dr- uh, drive through supervisor at oh, Amigos. Wow. I was like, man, this is fantastic. I'm Heck living the yeah. life right now. I, I was playing baseball, obviously. So I was like, I'm never gonna get fat because I just work everything off. <laughs> I work out every day, and uh, and, and instead. But now we can't. We have to worry about that. I had, you know, I had uh, Chick Fil A this morning. I had the chicken, sa- the chicken sandwich. It was supposed to be actually was mm-hmm. supposed to be something else, but I ate it anyway. I told Raph it's all good because I don't really have anything bad from there, and it's right, you know, right in the yeah. corner here by our, by our station. So I had that, and man, it just it just hit the spot. I will say, like the only time that I've actually said that Oklahoma has done something well or right is last year when I went to the Oklahoma Nebraska game. The media meal was Chick Fil A. Really? And so, I mean, obviously here it's it's Runza, it's it's Valentino's yeah. things like yeah. that. But I'm always interested in when we go to road games what the media meal is. And so we get up in the press box, whatever, and there's the media meal sit out sat out for us. And there's it's the chicken minis. So you get three chicken minis. You got a um, it was you get a bowl of fruit, you get a bag of chips, and then you got um, a drink with it, obviously. But there were hundreds of these media meals. And they're like, listen, if there's leftovers, you guys just get more. And there was probably 50 media members in total there. And so all of us just got two or three of these media meals. <laughs> and that was the only time that I'll ever give Oklahoma credit for they how they treat up. people is because they hooked us all up with they Chick-fil-A. It was fantastic. You know, let me ask you about Oklahoma. Um, dun, speaking dun, of Oklahoma, dun, since dun, we talked dun, about Texas yesterday before I hop mm-hmm. in and we get into our thing. What do you – What do you? Oklahoma's got a weird situation going on, yeah. man. Yeah. They got okay. They got Venables. I always say Venables. I always want to call, call them Coach Vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Vegetables in the house. <laughs> Venables, you know he's back. You know, obviously they fired Kale Gundy, and we never talked about that. No. You know, on our show, Rafa, we just didn't talk about it. What did you, did you think that they jumped the gun? Do you think that? Uh, do you? What do you think of the whole situation, man? Well, I think Oklahoma's in a, in a weird spot. They're, I mean, obviously they're ranked top 10 in the, in the AP poll, right? And uh, they, they bring in a quarterback in Dylan Gabriel. Okay. Look, I'm, I'm going to stop yeah, you right no, there. Yeah, no, go ahead. They're ranked what? Ninth? Ranked, top 10? Ranked what? Ninth. How? I know. And that's why it's such a weird situation. So, like, I, I've said this on air quite a bit. I feel like the Brett Venables move or hire mm-hmm. was tailored for the SEC mm-hmm. rather than the Big 12. That's a good point. I, I, I truly feel. So, now, however, we've seen in recent years defensive-minded coaches 
have success in the Big 12 conference, mm-hmm. despite the Big 12 being more of an offensive kind of, of conference. Mm-hmm. Dave Aranda at Baylor is a perfect example, mm-hmm. right? Dave Aranda at Baylor went uh, left LSU, ended up being the uh, head coach at Baylor, won the Big 12 championship last year. Did they win or Oklahoma State win? They were in the Big 12 championship right. last year. Right. And so you sit here and you're like, all right, well, maybe it's a move to the SEC, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're slacking this year. Um, you also have to remember, like, they're losing a lot on their offensive staff, um, which yep. is kind of interesting. A lot of, lot of personnel. They yeah. lost a lot of players, too. Exactly. They bring in, though, Dylan Gabriel, who is, you know, probably a top three transfer um, in, the, in, in the entire country this offseason. But how much can they how much can they really make up from where they're at, where they were at, if that makes sense? Right. Like, I mean, are they going to feel the effect of losing Lincoln Riley? I'm not sure. It seems like. People don't think so. But then on top of that, you lose a coach that's been there for 21 years. Right. So, like, you talk about stability within a program, and you wonder how stable Oklahoma is right now. I think, Nate, everything you said right now, Nick, is is, is spot on. I think Oklahoma, I'm going to say, is fragile. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that. I think Oklahoma's fragile. Do they have talent? Of course they do. They're OU. OU's got plenty of talent. Yes, they got talent there. But I think Oklahoma right now is fragile. Uh, but in a good way. Don't be wrong, because yeah. that, they're the type of team that all could also use this as fuel to light fire. And be like, you know what? Kind of that us against the world type of mentality. You know, to where they just go and uh, just kick and tail and taking names. So I don't know, but I think Oklahoma's fragile. I think um, there's some um, maybe um, they're past the, the Gundy situation. Obviously, I don't like to comment on things. I don't know the, all the details about. Yeah. None of us know the details, the, I mean, the full details of that. There's all sorts of things coming out of, you know, some of the guys thought he should have been gone. Most of the guys wanted him. you got four more players chiming in. I look at it like this. That's, I don't know. I wasn't there when it happened. Uh, the, the reports coming out are mixed, so I don't know. Uh, but I'm, I'm, at best, I'm just going to say Uncle was pretty fragile. But also, man, a wounded animal is a dangerous animal. You know, so uh, I, I still see them do well, but I don't know about number nine. I could see maybe top 20, yeah. you know, 15 through 18, something like that, or even 12, 13. But I thought nine was awfully aggressive to put them in that type of uh, – to rank them that high. But well, we'll see. Well, if you look at their schedule, so, I mean, it lines up decently well for them. I mean, they they start out with UTEP and Kent State to, for, okay. to start the season before they come to Lincoln. Right. Um, and if you look downward, like, they've had str- some trouble with Kansas State in the past. Yes, they um, have. I even went to the one uh, in Manhattan a couple years ago where K-State, where, beat, where, where K-State beat him with like Jalen Hurts yep. and C.D. Lamb was on that yes. team. Uh, but they have Kansas State at home. They have Kansas at home. They have Baylor at home. They have Oklahoma State at home. Their their road games are, are pretty easy. TCU, who was picked to be last in the Big 12, they're on the road. Right. Um, they, they travel to West Virginia, who's not expected to, you know, is, is expected to take a step back. Iowa State's expected to take a step back. They're on the road there. Um, like so, when you look, I guess at the at the matchups and the schedule for Oklahoma, it, it lines up pretty friendly mm-hmm. because I mean they start out two and zero with UTEP and Kent State. Mm-hmm. Who knows what happens on the road at Nebraska? Mm-hmm. You you would expect them to beat Kansas State at home. You expect them to beat TCU at home. Who knows what happens in the Red River rivalry? I was say, they played October eighth, eighth, yep. yeah. October so 8th. yeah, so October eighth the Red River rivalry. Mm-hmm. So Texas Oklahoma. So who knows what's going to happen in there? But then it's Kansas, Iowa State, Baylor at home, West Virginia, Oklahoma State at home, Texas Tech. So, schedule lines up relatively well for the Sooners. Now, once again, you guys still got to play disciplined football, I suppose. Right, right. It's, you know, like I said, I, I, I think Oklahoma's a fragile team, but they're a team that could um... – they're a team that I think it could make some noise if they yeah. have all the, if it's all the stars in line. That's one team I will not um, – I just will I, – I won't lose faith in them. 
even though I could care less about Oklahoma, yeah. they're just a dangerous team. You never know is what to it, expect from Is them. it safe to say from like a, a perception standpoint that Oklahoma's sexy? Yeah. Yep. I, I think I think yep. there's this there I I truly believe that when you talk about just like some of the sexy programs, Oregon's obviously the first one that comes to mind. Yep. Um I, I think Oklahoma kind of fits in that where they have swagger and intriguing. Th- yeah, they're just like they're not 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 necessarily fun to watch, but like college football's better when Oklahoma's good. It and is. and like they've made the move to Air Jordan as their brand. So yep. now they got all the they got the Jordan jerseys yep. and they got they all got the Jordan the swag. And it's like there's something appealing about I guess Oklahoma football yep. nowadays as as much as it pains you to say as a Nebraska fan. I mean, it's kind of the truth. You know the words of Stevie Wonder, Oklahoma. Isn't she lovely? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. She's captivating. All right, so we got okay. So it sounds like we need to try daily owns. Oh yeah, I forgot. I didn't Gus, know they served breakfast. Gus says daily owns the steak rancher rancheros. Saint Thickless would love it. Thank you. I'm glad about that. Um, Gus, good call, man. Not on the Saint Thickless, but on the daily owns. I didn't realize they yeah. served breakfast, and that's right on Forty Eighth. Yeah, right that's here. One of the they, built, they built a giant one over here. Yes, it's a two story daily owns. Hey, dude, I wonder if that's open on when we're when we're coming in the morning. Oh yeah, I think it is. They're always it's open, open. twenty four hours, I believe. They're always open, dude. I'm gonna have to check that out. But you know, oh, oh Gus, here's the only problem if I eat from daily owns like that. I'll be asleep by eight forty five. Yeah, we got the itis because yeah. you get the itis, man. You eat something that good, that heavy, it's yeah. going. You go a night night. Yeah, Hutzel. Who wanna go night night? Hutzel says daily owns hash brown breakfast burrito. Ryan Hutzel in the house. Arteezy. All right, Ryan Hutzel's our. Hey, Ryan Hutzel, man, the is one of my best burrito? buddies, and he used to be one of the equipment managers for the football team. Okay, so in fact, now his son, uh, Peyton, yeah, is one of the equipment managers for the oh, football team. I did just not got know that. that. He just got that gig. <laughs> he doesn't tell me anything. But me and Ryan, man, we go back a long way, and we love food. Yeah, <laughs> we love food. Ryan. So I met Ryan at Dbat, and I mean, we're we're chill, so we're good friends. So he's a good um, he's, great guy. he's a great great guy, guy great guy with aloe great guy let's uh day. let's go ahead and go to the honda licking hotline 402-464-5685 we got david on the line david happy friday what's on your mind today hey happy friday guys good show uh just question about oklahoma's ranking it said you guys are saying that they're ranked ninth didn't we lose by like less than a touchdown by them yes. i know we had oh, them for, like david, what, four good, or five losses but good point. Doesn't, that doesn't make any sense to me david that's uh, bro, a good point david it's a great point and Thanks i'm right with you and thank, appreciate the call. Bro, David, you think about this. The first, before the ball was even snapped, we had, what, three penalties? Yeah. Think about that, David. <laughs> we, had, we had three penalties before the, Ryan, am I right on that, man? Oklahoma last year? You awake over there? <sighs> I'm trying to think here. We had at least three penalties before the yeah. ball was even snapped. We can look it that up. Bad. And, and the thing about that game right there, when you go back and look at that game, there were so, we can say about all of our games for the most part, we had so many opportunities to beat Oklahoma. And think about this, at Oklahoma. And no one gave us a shot. No one. I mean, very few people gave us a shot. People were saying, oh, we're getting beat by 28. We're going to lose by 35. We lost. What was the final score of that game? 23-16. 23-16. Yeah. And we were missed field goals. There were offsides. There were holds. I mean, we found every way to hurt ourselves in that game. And, David, to your point, that's what makes me wonder, how in the world are they ranked number nine? So – Gosh, so I, I'm looking at the the play by play for this, and I, I remember going into this game with like a a thought of we have no idea what this team is, what Nebraska is, right? Because right. you go out and and lose and Illinois. To David's point, you lose Illinois. Uh, 
in just a, a in a really poor way. Yes. Um, just basically not being prepared. Right. right. Um, you, you that's how you lose Illinois, and then you have two games against Fordham and Buffalo. Like, all right, what what do those tell you? Right. How how much can you learn from your program about your program from Fordham and Buffalo? Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more from Buffalo, mm-hmm. obviously, than Fordham. But I remember thinking in this game. So Oklahoma goes, they get away with an offensive pass interference on like a pick play across the middle in the on their first drive. They get away with they get away with one. And they complete a pass, I think it was to Bob Stoops' son or whatever. And they end up scoring a touchdown, it's like 7-0 and they're like, "All right, sounds good. Time for Nebraska to respond. How's how's Nebraska going to show up today?" Right. And I remember sitting in the press box and it was penalty, penalty. So you're starting first and 20. Because you got two false starts right off the mm-hmm, bat. You're mm-hmm. starting first and 20, and then it's Adrian Martinez run, Adrian Martinez run. And it's you're sitting here going, it's third and 12 on Nebraska's first drive. The stadium is full of energy, and Oklahoma, who at the time was one of the best offenses right. in the country, and like at that point... You still thought Spencer Rattler was the best quarter, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Yeah, at that point. At that point. And so then they they commit, complete a pass to Omar Manning for like thirty one yards. And you're like, all right, sounds good. Looks like we're going to get rolling here. And and it re- like you got to give Nebraska credit in this game because their defense showed up big right. time. Their right. defense showed up big time. And I, I I truly think that the offense did enough. And I would honestly say this: this Oklahoma game was Scott Frost's best coach game. Because they played their kind of football, you know, I'm not they forced s- they forced Oklahoma to play Nebraska type football. I'm not going to say I disagree with that. In that, you're you're in a game that you had that no one thought no, you should be. You were a 17 and a half point underdog. 17 and a half point underdog. And I would also say this though. I'm going to say the other game I thought he coached pretty well. Uh, that the, and the team played well mm-hmm. was Michigan. I agree. The, it was Michigan. You could argue that the uh, oh gosh, it would have been the third quarter was his best play calling of yep. all of his entire Nebraska yep. career. Yep, Michigan. I, I was truly a great agree. One. But I, I just think like I look back at this and you were a seventeen and a half point dog. I can look at the the uh, over under here real quick. Um, over under was sixty three, and scratch that. Oklahoma was a twenty two and a half point favorite. They were tw- according to ESPN here by Caesar Sportsbook. They were a 22-and-a-half-point favorite. I thought they were 17-and-a-half. Okay. But either way, you're playing in front of 86,000 people on the road in Norman, Oklahoma. 50th year or fiftieth anniversary of the game of the century, and you're on national TV with Gus and Joel Cloud on the call, right? And nobody knew how Nebraska was going to play. But here comes, then Gabe Irvin gets hurt, and you're like, all right, you know, Nebraska's going to hold on for... You know, first half, and then they're going to slowly start to mm-hmm. fade away, you know, because there's just a talent dis- discrepancy and things like that. But then Connor Culp comes out and hits a 51-yard field goal in the right. first drive, and you're like, right. all right, here we go. This and is going to happen. that was something we hadn't seen yeah. so far. Yeah. It was like, all right, this this thing has changed. Like, right. here we go. This is finally the year. And I, I just remember being in in that post-game press conference, and it was it was deflating. Oh, like, Because Scott just walked out, and he's just like, we played well. Mm-hmm. But just not well enough, not and well it's enough. just it, it was just so deflating, and it was a bummer. But like once again, like I, I truly think that this was Nebraska's best coach game in the last four years yep. because they forced Oklahoma, who was third in the country at the time, to play <laughs> their kind of football. The only way that Nebraska was going to win this game, guys, was if they slowed things down and if they they kept the score low. 
Right. And to hold one of the best offenses in the country at the time to 23 points at home. Well, and seven at half. Was that yes. seven? Only it was, se- was, was halftime score? Yeah, it was seven to three seven at Seven to three at halftime. And the hold yeah. an offense like that to seven points and a half. Exactly. Was phenomenal. And, and give credit to Shenander and give credit to all that. But it's just like that was the way. I, I remember walking away and driving back like this. That was the way that Nebraska was going to win that game. Yep. If they kept it with under 30 points. Because at that point, Nebraska couldn't get into a shootout. They, they just couldn't. No, that especially, was not an option. Especially with Gabe Irvin being hurt that game. Then right. Ramir Johnson comes in. You're like, right. what is going on? But then, obviously, what what was the difference maker? Well, right before, or excuse me, in the third quarter, I believe, they, uh, yeah, third quarter, right at the end of the third quarter, it was, let's see, it'd be 14 to 9, or, four, yeah, 14 to 9 it would have been, and they block the extra point and take it back for a two point conversion. And you're like, all right, so now it's sixteen to nine. Like it, it just felt like that block was was a huge I mean that was a it's huge a momentum. momentum. Uh, it was huge. Yeah it's momentum. Oh swing. that was huge. So it's just I, looking back, I like so Rubber Duck from LinkedIn says the Michigan game was the best coach. I, I would say that the third quarter was was the best coach. If you go back and watch the plays and the play calling um from that quarter, I thought I really thought that that was I think it's it's very close in in what games were best coached back then. You know, that's why it makes me optimistic for this year. In that, um, you have new play calling that's going to mm-hmm. happen. At least you would assume there would be new play calling that's going to happen. Um, the defense is still loaded, which I feel great about. And uh, we'll talk more about it. We're going to take it. We're going to pay some bills. We're going to pay some bills. Make sure Raf's got a pulse over there. Uh, <laughs> Letting you guys go. Maybe I'll, I'll get a word in eventually. Maybe. He's got a pulse. Uh, we're gonna get we got some people calling in, but folks, this is uh, the drive with AD and Raf. Tell us about your favorite breakfast spot when we come back. This is a thirty second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD zero zero RGA zero. Spot title: Project Planning Homeowner One Hundred One. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 live stream workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com workshops. <laughs> 